Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation, brought to you by Tetra Hearing. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where the host and guests discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience as a field, and to share our members' stories. Welcome back, everybody, to this part two of the two-part series in our lead-up to our national convention and sports show. This is it. We are in the final days and hours. Many of our staff are hopping on planes and getting in cars this weekend. And for a week from today, as this episode drops, we will be in the midst of our convention and sports show. This week, we're bringing to you Sean Roberts, Mark Hatfield, and Jason Burkhalter, all the National Wild Turkey Federation, all in big leadership roles to talk to you about fundraising, conservation, and the organization in totality. We're catching up with those three fellas. All that and more, 90 seconds. Let's go. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Turkey hunters find everything you need to succeed at SportsmansGuide.com. From decoys and calls to apparel, boots, and blinds. Plus, Sportsman's Guide has much more than just hunting gear. From fishing, camping, and adventure to family barbecues and backyard bonfires. For everything you love about the great outdoors, you'll find it all at Sportsman's Guide. Shop sportsmansguide.com today. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Sean Roberts, down yes, in sir. Texas. How are you, sir? Well, we're a little bit slower down here, you know. <laughs> well, glad we're able to carve out some time in the uh, the busy schedules here. We're uh, when this episode staff wise will already be in Nashville, so we are T minus under a week until boots on the ground, and and this thing is is being executed and kicked off. Are you excited? I am. I'm excited to see everybody. You know, we didn't get to do this in person last year, and uh, this is a big family reunion for all of us. So uh, this this virtual world that we're living in, and I know we're participating in it right now, is is, is cool, but it's not the same. Right. You know, you got to have those uh, those interactions and stuff like that. So yeah, really looking forward to seeing everybody. You are heading up, uh, and you've always had a prominent role for many years in this this event. Uh, but specifically today, we're talking about um, a lot of the events and the fundraising opportunities. And, and with those opportunities comes uh, a lot of fun times for people to walk away with new treasures and all sorts of good stuff that ultimately goes to the benefit of the mission. And, and we've talked about you know what that all encompasses and what that does so you know bring us through some of the uh the highlight events and and some of the stuff people may not know about and they want to participate in 
Well, uh, we have always had different things, like you said, treasures. Uh, not only treasures that you can take home and, and, and have and uh, to hand down to people, but those treasures of those memories, those events, those trips, those things that you can that you can get at convention that you can't get anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and those things uh, you carry with you for a lifetime on the memories and the, the friendships and stuff like that that you make. So, but convention itself, uh, I work in the fundraising side of it, uh, of course, but that's not all there is to it. There, there's so much more to convention on the people that you meet, the, the people that are doing the same thing that you're doing in the other communities and different things like that across this nation. And you feel like you're, you're a, part of something much much bigger than you would have been had you not ever gone to convention so if you had never been come from there the opportunities that we have of course we have lots of different firearms we have uh all different kinds of manufacturers that work with this cz coming on board this year uh we also have benelli winchester all the big names will be there represented in our show and also in our fundraising aspects and we'll have different raffles uh, starting out on Wednesday night, we have the pub crawl. Uh, we'll be going from different areas, and we'll have various firearms that we'll have raffled off there. Uh, that's always a fun time and kind of a kickoff for everybody, early bird social type deal. Then Thursday, we have our, our welcome party itself. We'll have 10 guns in that room that night that we'll raffle off, so various different ticket prices, uh, getting different amounts of tickets. We'll also have a custom guitar that will raffle off that night. So stuff, like I said, you cannot buy a lot of this stuff. It's mm. custom made uh, for NWTF and for convention itself sometimes. Uh, rolling on in Friday, uh, we had the ladies luncheon starting at noon. Uh, it runs from noon to about 3.30. Uh, we have a live auction there. Uh, we have, a, I think there's a CMA experience that will be auctioned off in that room. Uh, again, many high-end firearms, jewelry. Uh, there's there's so much stuff, and it, this year's the, the volunteers are kind of taking that over and running with it, and they're going with the Mad Hatters theme. So it ought to be a fun time. Um, then Saturday, except our big day, we have our hunt auction. Uh, it starts at eleven o'clock, runs to about three. There's so many uh, adventures that are in that uh, again one of a one of a kind of things what i really like about this is yeah you can go online or you can make phone calls and you can you know buy a hunting trip you can buy a deer hunt you can buy whatever but when you come to convention uh we get these these donors partners i would say give us experiences that they don't even offer mm. i mean you cannot buy it so and then we couple those up a lot of times with firearms or or various things that go with it. So um, and then you just you just get great deals. So uh, the hunt auction, uh, we have uh, different raffles that will be going on. We'll have a safe in there again, like we normally do have mystery guns. Uh, it's just a fun time. And then we roll into the, the grand finale. Uh, we've moved the Grand National Auction to Sunday, uh, Saturday night. Sorry, normally have it on Friday, but we moved it to Friday, Saturday night. And I think that's where it belongs. That's our grand finale. The best of the best stuff that we have will be in that room. And we have experiences that are 
galore. We have a um, uh, tactical AR package that night. We'll have various firearms, ammunition, uh, places to go shoot, training. I mean, it is phenomenal. Uh, check that out online. It's all going to be in our book. But uh, just, again, can't buy it. Uh, custom gun makers from all over everywhere have come together and put that together. We'll have a Bass Pro uh, boat, uh, pontoon boat. They'll be live auctioned. Uh, we have various experiences all across. Well, we've got Africa safaris. If you, if you want to go to Africa, now's a good time to buy one of those. Uh, deer hunts, fishing trips, Alaska trip. I mean, it just goes on and on. Fred, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. But until you see it, you just don't understand it. So uh, it really is a spectacle. It's it's, it's something to experience. And when you fill that ballroom and, and again, if you've never been like to, just to sit here and say ballroom, it probably evokes different imagery in your mind. This place is huge. It's like it's like the size of Rhode Island. <laughs> it's so big, this ballroom. And, and it is filled. It is filled with people having a good time. Uh, there's this this long stage and all this, you know, fanfare that goes on around these items. And it's just really well done. And, and a lot of work goes into it. So it's at least experience at once. And, you know, people that are working towards world slams, 49 states, super slams, all these different uh, personal goals in their turkey hunting uh, portfolio. I mean, there are opportunities to be had here uh, that you can't get anywhere else um, that will make some of those. Uh... Go ahead. Another example of that is if you want to hunt Gould's turkeys, most of the time you're going to have to go to old Mexico. A lot of people don't want to go to old Mexico in the hunt auction. We'll have a Gould's turkey tag that will be live auctioned in New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico DNR gives us a tag. We've done it for several years. So that is a place to go hunt. You can buy a tag, go hunt. It's also um, the, one of the state board members down in New Mexico actually guides you on that. Uh, and there's also tag for Ameriums as well. So you cannot buy that. No. Uh, the lottery to get one of those tags is just, you know, once in a lifetime next to impossible. So if you want to hunt a Gould's turkey in the United States, it's probably going to be one of the only chances you, you get. So that's just the kind of stuff that, that we get with our partners that makes us very unique and a place to be. So on top of the live auction items, I mean, we're going to have different opportunities as far as raffles go. So different items within these events as well. You want to talk about any of those items? I, I think you touched on the boat there a second ago. Absolutely. On the hunt auction and the ladies auction, there are 20 firearms that's going to be in the general auction. I mean, the general raffle, sorry. And then grand prizes. Uh, we have a tracker side by side in the hunt auction that will be the grand prize. Uh, so you get to roll that sucker home for, for, for whatever you win it, the lucky person. In the ladies' auction, we have Baku bikes. We have uh, two bikes that will be in there. One of them is like a trike. One of them is an actual bike. Uh, and they're loaded out. They're not just a basic model. They've got all the bells and whistles that goes with them. And then we'll have high-end high firearms that are part of those prizes as well. And then rolling into the Grand National, uh, our grand prize this year is a uh, John Deere Gator. So get to win that. Nice. All of these, the big packages, they come with incentives. On the ladies' auction, you buy the big package, you're going to get a, a Yeti Roadie. 
and they are limited. There's only a hundred of those in the mm. room. I think it's $500 for the pack. You get the roadie right then and get all the chances for everything else. In the hunt auction, we have um, Vortex uh, red dot scopes uh, that will come with your big package. Uh, we also have, um, well, most of our raffles have some type of incentive with them. I know you work, Fred, with Sig Sire. We got some Sig Sire red, yep. red dot scopes that have been incentive on one. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also had some lacrosse boots. Uh, we have uh, another new brand. I'm going to mess up the name. I can't think of it. It was a real lightweight boots made like Crocs, but it's a hunting boot, like a rubber boot. Never seen them. Looking looking forward to seeing those, but that would nice. be an incentive for a game. So there's so many things. Uh, industry partners, you know, it, it's amazing how many of them want to be at our show and how many of them have really launched themselves at our show. So you want to see the newest stuff, especially with, you know, there's – there's two years worth of innovation out there that we didn't get to see last year. Yeah. Uh, so there's new stuff that's coming out as well. That's a so, great point. And so many other shows, so many other shows have not gotten to happen or, or canceled or what have you. And we think we're behind all of that. We know we are. And people are just wanting to get out and, and experience interaction with people yeah. again. So it's going to be a great time. Live music, live friends and family. I mean, that's uh, nothing says welcome home like something like that. I mean, you talked about the pub crawl kicking off Thursday night. Um, Wednesday night, I'm sorry. Thursday night's our kickoff priority. Wednesday night's our pub crawl in the pub district of the Gaylord. Uh, that's being hosted by our friends at Country Outdoors and Nomad. Uh, Ten different live artists. Mary O'Neill from Country Outdoors is going to host that. So that, that should be a hoot because that whole end of that building is just it's gonna be us <laughs> we're gonna take over those those restaurants and pubs and there's plenty to choose from there I, I can i can't wait to see it all you know actually get built up and what that's gonna entail it's good it's gonna be fantastic it's always funny because the next morning of course uh, we're all on staff so we're getting up and working a lot of volunteers are happening this year as well but it's always amazing to me getting up early the next morning after all that lively stuff happening every night and just looking at the expression on people's faces. So uh, some people got to pace themselves a little bit longer. It's one four day party. That's though, right. So, uh, and that's careful. <laughs> that's night one. And then Thursday, we roll into the kickoff party uh, entertainment by Brother Maven. And then our, our three big auctions culminating with the Grand National. You want to talk about anything special with the kickoff party folks can look forward to there? You talking about Thursday night? Thursday night. Thursday night we have the ten gun raffle, so we don't we're not having as much fundraising as we've had in the past, but we still have plenty of opportunities for you to get involved. So we'll have ten high end firearms. We'll draw five winners, and we'll have them paired up where you get two guns apiece. So that's always a fun time. You know, we talked about this, but we've also got on the floor uh, a lot of things. And you know, that's where fifty six thousand people come through. Mm. We have the product showcase raffle. Uh, which if you've never seen that, I think that's a sleeper raffle for people. They don't understand how that operates, but we sell tickets and we have daily drawings. We have, th you know, we try to get our donors that are in the room and some that are just in the industry. They send us things. They usually send us in groups of three. So we have three of the same raffles on all three days. We draw 
uh, and you get your tickets in all these various buckets. We have had some really cool grand prizes that goes with that as well. So check out that. It's on the floor before you go into the main hall. It's in between registration and the main hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so product showcase raffle is something to see. Gun blast. Oh, my goodness. There's always a group around gun blast. Oh, yeah. So this year, <laughs> Reeds has, has stepped up, and we have uh, we'll have guns represented there. Uh, also have a banner up behind us so they can pick anything that they want. And these guns are in stock at Reeds, ready to go. Uh, so we we sell tickets on those. They're $20 a ticket, but we also have packages. Uh, we've had some Mossberg um, rifles this year. Uh, I think they're going to do a $1,000 package, and you get the amount of tickets that would you come with that, plus you automatically get that rifle right then. That's awesome. And you can you can get those for your in for uh, all three days. And you can stage out your tickets if you'd like to do that, if you get in on the first day, of course. So, so many ways to win, buy, uh, experience, uh, and once again, just just see all your friends, all the industry people. If you're into watching all the shows, the hunting shows, those people are there. A lot of them got made there. So mm. you want to you want to see that. So bring you something to get your autographs on because that's. A lot of people like to do that as well. I think that's the power, right, of of this this show in particular um, that we offer to to business folks and vendors is that, you know, and I've worked in the sports show industry in the past in my professional life. And I, this is probably one of the, if not the pure show I've ever been a part of. It is a clean, Absolutely. pure show with endemic vendors that you know you are there you're spending your time and money to experience this and you know you're not going to see the sham wow guy or the slap chop guy vince there with his his big eye you know selling you you know nine dollar stuff made in china no you you are going to see call makers you are going to see the people that 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 are guiding these these experiences um in old mexico in the yucatan you know all across the country and you get to speak with them and you get to have these firsthand opportunities and, and, and start building relationships where, you know, not to disparage other shows. There's great shows, industry shows, but they just don't offer that purity. So there's a huge uh, added well, value for folks who are who are who are displaying and experiencing the show. You bet. And we also have that, that craft element to it. You talk about ShamWow, which I kind of got tickled about. But <laughs> if you're into calling We've got the Grand National Calling Contest that you can check out. But downstairs, we have the custom call makers. So, you know, we all got the calls that we take out in our vests and we hunt with and stuff like that. But you've got people there that are artists Mm. that make some of the most beautiful calls you've ever seen in your life and some of the best sounding calls. And you have an opportunity to bid on those. Yeah, I mean, these are people that, these are collectors items that I know people that have built up huge collections. And, and when you market it to the people that collect that, I mean, it's an investment. So be sure and check that out and shake the hands of the people that are actually making the calls. That's pretty good. Pretty neat thing to be a part of. It sure is. It's such a, an interesting subculture to, to our, our Turkey hunting and conservation community that, you know, I, I think social media has has kind of uh, 
allowed for the the veil to be lifted on that? Because used to be, you know, these were names you heard kind of whispered in the wind or, or just more folklore and legend. But, you know, for the folks that are still with us, they're there. You, you can go meet and talk to these folks and talk about the process and pick their brains because, you know, that's how often you get to sit down with these kind of individuals. Dave Constantine, I don't know if he'll be there this year, but, you know, someone like on that level that makes these, like you said, works of art or Tim Olden, who makes these works of art. Uh, these guys are there normally and you can you get to meet them. And that's a, you know, it's a unique experience. And you've also got the newcomers, the yeah. people that's been coming to that, seeing that and all of a sudden they're starting if you watch, and I haven't got to work in that part of it a whole lot, but if you watch, they're all talking to each other. They're all mm. sharing ideas, better ways to build things, better ways to make them sound right. So it's it's just a culture that you're not going to see anywhere else. And if you don't know what a turkey sounds like when you get there, <laughs> you will have that embedded in your brain when you leave. So. For sure. <laughs> Having had the pleasure of working that uh, as a staff member my first year, um, it, will, it will stick with you for a lifetime. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> um, you said, you know, looking forward to seeing folks, any specific event that, you know, kind of has a personal you know, fire for you? Is there one, one event over another that you just get super geared up for and you just can't wait to, to, to be at? I, I really can't say that there's one that's over the other. They all yeah. have their own unique little aspects to it. I mean, uh, of course the grand national is where the, the big energy is. Uh, so, and a lot of those experiences that, uh, you can only dream about, I mean, that, that happens. So that's, that's probably the highest energy room. Uh, I ran, I guess I've ran all of them at one point or another, (laughs) but, uh, the ladies auction is, is we try to gear that to things that have, if they're hunts, they'll be like multiple. Mm -hmm. Like I've noticed that the ladies like to go in groups. So if we have some of those that have two, three, four people, six people, we try to put those in there. Uh, so they can get a group of, uh, friends together and, and go and do those kinds of things. The hunt auction, that's to me, if I had to pick one in the price range that I live in, <laughs> uh, that would probably <laughs> probably be the one that I would not want to miss. Yeah. Because, again, you have those, those trips. And it, it's amazing to me. I wish I could tell you that these things are going to bring, you know, buku thousands of dollars but there'll be something in there that just about anybody can participate in. Mm-hmm. And if it's something they want to go do. And if you look at what these trips bring online or going straight to a vendor, a lot of times you're going to get, uh, get it cheaper than what you could have booked it for. And you're going to get some of the things that we've added into it as well. So, uh, and we protect you. I mean, there's various things that happen to people that donate to us. So, so bid knowing we're going to protect you if something happens. You know, COVID was a was a big thing for us that some vendors just couldn't come through with what they promised yeah. us. Uh, well, that so whole we, that whole side of our to, our community got just ravaged, and some some folks sadly uh, didn't recover and didn't come back. Their their livelihood was scrapped because of you know people not being able to travel or or cross international borders, and it's um. You, know, you pray to God for those folks and hopefully they'll, they'll find a way to come back. But, you know, we want to make sure uh, we're, we're supporting that, 
that community as well, uh, because, you know, opportunities like this, they they're right there standing up for us. So it's amazing that so many people have turned out to support this, knowing that they have a backlog of at least a year um, where they're fulfilling mm -hmm. hunts. So uh, certainly a tip of the cap to those folks and, and, you know, really stepping up to the plate. I was just looking here on our hunt auction and talk about unique opportunities. There is a northern minnetoba uh black bear hunt that's pretty cool you don't yeah. see stuff like that coming along too often and just a just an adventure to go there never mind uh you know being able to harvest a fine animal in a black bear so many cool things on here and this stuff is all available uh the silent auctions are open for bidding uh very competitive as we stand a week away uh our live auctions are, are available to you so you can go online there um the events.nwtf.org backslash if you go to 7100-2022 right uh that is a specific event or if you just go onto our events page uh it's it's under south carolina go to february 19th that's the date of the event you can click right on there that'll bring you to the 46 uh convention sports show uh silent auction live auction page you can go on there register uh start bidding start viewing those items and and you know devising your plan your strategy if you will of of how you're going to execute your uh your bids throughout the week um that's all there man we're here we're on the we're on the doorstep we're all getting ready to walk through uh sean roberts thanks once again for for carving out the time i know how busy you are um we're all busy, but uh, you, you, and and some folks behind the scenes are just shouldering a lot of the 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 weight of of our world on on your shoulders. And and thanks for all you guys are doing. And and you know, I, I anticipate one hell of a show. And and anyone hearing this uh, should expect nothing less. It will uh, it will live up to to the hype that we've had in that past, and it seems to improve on itself uh, every single time we get together. Any parting words or thoughts you want to bring to the to the floor, sir? If you can't make the show, well, we're going to miss you. Uh, we also have a virtual component on online hunting auctions. It's got some uh, unique things on it as well. So uh, check that out if you can't come. Uh, but uh, anybody that does get to come, uh, social media is such a huge thing. So post pictures. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a hashtag that'll be out there. I don't know if you know what that is yet, but... You know, let's get everybody out there and show them how much fun that they, they missed if they couldn't make it. So maybe they can make it in 2023, which will be our 50th anniversary, which will be a, a large time. So we <laughs> wanted to come back this year, get everybody started back and and uh, kind of get some normalcy. But next year, uh, we're going to let our hair down. We're going Well, what, what little hair I have left? <laughs> we're going to have some fun. That uh, that social has hashtag is NWTF show. That is how uh, you can stay involved in that online community and then get everyone to follow your pictures and see who's where and who's who. And um, we're here, man. This is it. The final stretch. Safe travels. Yep. And uh, likely next time uh, we, we interact, we're going to be on the floor. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Me too. All right. Thank well, you, Fred. We'll see you in Nashville. Thanks so much for, for, for sharing your time. Thank you. 
Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Turkey hunters find everything you need to succeed at sportsmansguide.com. From decoys and calls to apparel, boots, and blinds. Plus, Sportsman's Guide has much more than just hunting gear. From fishing, camping, and adventure to family barbecues and backyard bonfires. For everything you love about the great outdoors, you'll find it all at Sportsman's Guide. Shop sportsmansguide.com today. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation. Mark Hatfield, National Director of Conservation Services, joins us here on the podcast. Mark, thanks for cutting uh, some time out of your schedule for us. We're not very far away from convention, and here we are. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. The convention is uh, going to be a good time. You know, it's this will be my 19th convention, wow. and uh, I mean, I'm always excited about it to get, to get around partners, volunteers, members, and just kind of recharge. I kind of use this as a transition to spring, really. Sure, sure. And uh, obviously people are, you know, this, uh, we were talking earlier a couple of guests ago about, you know, the, the upswell, the energy that this event naturally brings, uh, being apart for golly days, two years. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of pent up energy. That's just, uh, it's just going to be there. You're going to, I think you're going to feel it without even having to say it when you're in these spaces yeah. and it's, it's going to be a hell of a time. No, it is. I mean, I was just up at the uh, Virginia State Chapter meeting uh, in Roanoke this past weekend. And man, just it was fun. You know, it was a fun event. People are just recharged and I mean, really excited. I mean, and, and that's to me, that's that's the best part of that. This we, you know, all of our partners, volunteers, members, I mean, they're all family, you know, and we get together and you only see them once a year. And last year we skipped, although we had a good virtual convention last year it just wasn't the same because you sure. don't have that energy it's that it's built up there in the you know out of nashville so you know let the let the audience know kind of um your department kind of a broad view of what you know what you guys are handling at convention what folks can expect and, and look forward to as well things they can take yeah, advantage so, of um, so convention is kind of a unique show you know it, it's kind of got three parts to it it has the convention and sports show that's kind of two parts where we have the big events in the evenings and awards and you know we recognize everybody we have of course we have our sports show which is the the trade show or the you know the booths out on a convention show floor and then we have the conservation portion or the conservation conference of this and so that's really where we have an opportunity to sit down with a lot of ceos state agency directors our federal agency partner leadership and, and really take the pulse of what's going on and really start sharing information. Because if we don't do that, you know, it's um, it's kind of shame on us because we all have to be working together. We all have limited resources. We all have to make sure we're connected. 
And so we also take this time to, to talk about kind of challenges we've got in front of us on both sides of the mission, the conservation related work and the hunting heritage or outreach education or in what has transitioned to be the R3 movement, mm-hmm. which is retention, recruitment and reactivation work. So we've got a lot of seminars going on, professionally led seminars from state agency folks, partners that are open to all of our attendees to come and listen and really kind of get a snapshot on what we're doing on the kind of conservation partnership side of things there in Nashville. So a lot of really important work and some outstanding opportunity, uh, especially if this is the first time uh, a volunteer member is is attending conservation. You know, uh, so often we're kind of siloed into our little regions and our areas of the country, and we may do some back and forth communication, whether it's social uh, or emails. But to, to be in that space and be around a lot of like minded folks, with a lot of creativity and ideas is kind of changes the calculus on that a little bit. And I think allows lots more opportunity. You know, and and people to collaborate and really connect uh, in, in a very personal level, and not be so far removed from each other, technology wise. Yeah, no, I think you're. You know, that's going to be the. I think the one thing that's always put the NWTF convention kind of in a unique position is that we will have the state agency director, we would have the chief of the Forest Service, we would have the wildlife technician, we would have our volunteer state chapter president, and others all sitting at the same table, listening, and and hopefully all gathering information about these conversations. So the fact that you can have a CEO of a timber company sitting next to somebody that accesses land through that timber company lease, or the, you know, a regional forest or the forest service that's talking about prescribed burning in the southeastern forest, and we have turkey hunters that are listening and hearing about that, and then they, then we can make those connections. So the ability for us to have that, you know, interaction across the big spectrum of our partners um, is, I think, one of the biggest draws of our convention. Mm-hmm. You know, we have five to ten state agency directors here. Uh, we've got opportunities with both chief of the Forest Service and NRCS sit down and talk with them, and then their leadership. So um, this year is a little unique because we've got some hybrid sessions or mm-hmm. some virtual options. And we've got people in Nashville, so we're trying to manage through that a little bit, which adds to the complexity, but I think it's going to be, you know, boost overall. It was good to hear uh, internally that more folks are going to be able to be there physically uh, and and be in the space. I know it was kind of touch and go for a while with Mm -hmm. the world being what it is as, as we're hopefully fingers crossed facing out of this here, like in real time. Uh, so it, it sounded like a lot of folks weren't coming and now, now we got a, we got, like you said, the hybrid sessions going on. So you're going to, you're going to get, still get access to people from across the country, but also have people from across the country in the space, which, uh, you know, more adapt and overcome. And it, it's one of those silver linings of the last couple of years that it, it forced our hands to, you know, to do exactly that, to, to put the technology to work and, and create resources so that we we can still operate on on so many different levels and you know here we are talking via via zoom and and be able to execute these these opportunities at, at convention which are, are just so so important uh a lot of stuff came out of the last almost two years and i think you know being able to sit in these spots at convention and talk with these leaders uh, is is timely and important because we gained so many. We talk about silver lining, so many new hunters, 
uh, for whatever their motivation. A lot of people were just bored and then want to try stuff for the first time. Some people were, you know, so intrigued that it it pushed them uh, as far as food security went. And they were, you know, some parts of the country had an empty shelf. So whatever the motivation was, we had an influx when you speak to R3 of, of new hunters, right, coming into the fold. So well, I've heard from agency leaders across the Northeast, you know, the big push is how do we retain those folks? Any coverage on that this year? And can we look forward to strategy sessions and and problem solving on that level? No. So, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a great question because we actually have two, two segments that are addressing or talking about um, the hunter retention recruitment reactivation work, you know, and so we've got a first session on Thursday that's talking about the national challenges that we're all facing on hunter retention recruitment reactivation. So we've kind of brought in the practitioners um, that are going to be talking about the challenges that they face, how they've addressed those. And so it starts really broad, you know, so that's kind of the first day or Thursday afternoon that we're going to be talking about that. And then we've got a, um, a meet a new, new hunter panel. We've got America's wildlife values, you know, and the shifting in space and those values are shifting mm-hmm. where I think everybody kind of hit the pause button and a reset button. Um, how do we get started in the outdoors and, and collaborate on this stuff? So, and many of those people are either going to be there talking about this, or we're going to be able to uh, do that virtually. And then on Friday, we've got kind of this, we're stepping it down one level and we're talking about local state and national programs that are helping address hunter retention, recruitment, reactivation, or outreach and education and our efforts. And so we've got, Virginia Department of Wildlife Resources presenting. We have, you know, other partners that have said, hey, we, we're experiencing this stuff. This is our program. Let's share this and let's collaborate and, and get that word out. So that's two, the two of the four tracks we're doing are focusing on the, the back half of the mission or the hunting heritage side. Um, and we're, so we're excited about those. We're going to be also recognizing our partners for those efforts and, and volunteers, members at the same habitat save the hunt breakfast on Friday morning. So we're sprinkling this in, you know, and we want to hopefully people walk away with not only new information, but maybe a relationship with somebody else. Uh, exactly. They can call up and ask questions. I mean, what we face as an industry is we have to build relationships with one another, build trust and partnerships. And that's how we're going to continue to move the needle like we have in the past. I'm looking here at this the schedule here. So on Thursday, it looks like track one, uh, it's got you guys down regional and national threats to wildlife, forest, grassland. So it looks like we're, we're touching a lot of the big six stuff here. And then the watersheds is added on there. Uh, go into a little bit uh, of that, because I think that one's going to garner a, a whole lot of interest from from folks um, for, for a number of reasons. But I, I that one stands out to me. Yeah, so when we started down a pathway of, in 2012 to save the habitat, save the hunt, we, we developed America's Big Six of Wildlife Conservation. You mentioned them. And those are kind of six regions in the country that have common resource or conservation concerns. And so what we want to do is continue to think about, are we addressing and are we putting the NWTF dollar in the right spot to address regional or national needs. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about some of those. What are the challenges we still see? And then what that does is it allows us to exchange information and for NWTF to develop programs to provide insight or direction to 
partners on how they can get to scale. And so that's just a, it's really foundational to make sure that what we're spending on the ground through Superfund is connected to these higher and higher level of importance issues. Mm-hmm. That that means it maximizes the dollars and our return on our grassroots volunteers hard work. And so that's going to be critical there. And then, you know, that that's the third they track. And then the one on Friday is talking about landscape level initiatives and those initiatives that are that we are investing in as an organization or that we are leading that are helping address the national threats and challenges. And so it's, again, we wanted to have that step down approach because you kind of get familiar with it and then you can get very granular or very specific in your approach. I think uh, when it comes to the local the localized approach when you can talk about like Fridays there, you know, if I'm from new England, so what would be my, I guess my motivation or my interest to learn about something that's happening and in, in the Southwest and have that, you know, what, what I'm trying to say is like, why would I be interested in something that's happened? That's what I'm trying to say in the Southwest. And how does that pertain to my volunteerism and how I'm affecting things on the ground when, when I'm in New Hampshire, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, when we were, so we're we're going to go backwards a little bit. Okay. When we were working on our target 2000 effort where we wanted to move wild turkeys, um, to every suitable, every acre of suitable habitat in North America, we were taking our most prized possession of a wild turkey and we were sending it to another state, (laughs) you know, so people are like, well, what's in my backyard? And so, the investment we have in these big six regions or these initiatives are, we know that our efforts are, are adding to something bigger than we are. And so it's elevating our influence, it's elevating our importance, and it's elevating, you know, what we can influence and, and conduct. So we have people that travel all over the country that, you know, may go out west to turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. But you can live in New Hampshire, Vermont, New England to go out and work in the American Western wildlands. That's maybe where something's near and dear to your heart. You know, uh, you may be a transplant into the region and you may really like what's going on elsewhere. So you have different values, different uh, connections. And so we want to make sure that people have the opportunity to do that. But honestly, it's to be part of something bigger than what we are, you know, that, you know, people say, Oh, what's in my backyard. I need to know that. And it's like, well, that's good. You know, we need to know we're working locally, but we need to know what we're doing locally is affecting bigger and bigger, bigger and better things. But if we can connect all of that, we know that we're going to be making a difference in the long game. This is not a short-term plan. This is a long, long-term investment. And and so that's kind of how I would frame it. And that's, I mean, that's the, what a, what a fantastic answer. I mean, it's, there's a lot there to unpack, but if, if, if you're listening, you kind of get the, the, the overall it's you know it's it's not just like he said localized in your backyard you hear some volunteers sometimes especially when i was rd that you know we, we we're, we're fundraising we're raising all this money and we're getting all this but it's not happening in my backyard and the one great answer i heard was well, that's because your backyard doesn't need it because you've done all the work all the work from the volunteers well, before you we, we've got you here and now this is contributing to something so so much bigger 
Right. And it's going and across the board. The things in their backyard, which we do. I mean, that's the uniqueness of the NWTF is we have the super fund. It's a revenue sharing opportunity within our state chapters. They get to derive where the money goes within their states. But let's connect those activities to something larger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and up in your neck of the woods, and I know you experienced this, I think last week or maybe the week before, where we are working with Maine wildlife. That's right. Crab turkeys out of America's colonial forest in northern New England. And we're moving those birds to assist in the restoration of the super stocking program in East Texas. And so people say, well, why? Well, we want to make sure that that's healthy. But we need to maximize all levels. We need to maximize Superfund, which is foundational to NWT and mm-hmm. build our credibility with all of our partners. It's We've been able to deliver 65,000 plus projects since that was established in 1985. And then we have now, we're, we're going to maintain that. We're going to look at these regional needs and we're going to make sure that Superfund meets the regional needs. And then we're going to make sure those regional needs meet the national needs. And so we've got to hit it at all levels. It's been a common thread through these conversations, and I think this will it, it, it will it always does, but it'll be more on focus, I think, especially leading into our 50th, this culmination of being a part of and contributing something bigger than yourself. And that's that's yeah. inevitably what happens when we get down to Nashville and you experience all of it. And it's again, it's it's hard yeah. to to put into one one or two words to describe it. You just really have to. Yeah, you got to be there. The intangibles of our convention. You know, people get recharged. People get excited. People draw on experiences. You know, I got into this. I was a banquet chairman when I was not a chairman. I was on a banquet committee when I was 13, 14 years old. My uncle took me. I helped raise money for the NWTF when I was in. Uh, I've been privileged to work for us now for 18 years, but it's to be part of something bigger, you know, and yeah. to be on a winning team and to be successful. And I think we all want those things, but to have a sense of community that you can connect with is, you know, it's, you know, I, I should have said it earlier. It's, it's relationships. And that's what we missed last year when we didn't have convention, mm. but we didn't advance the relationships with people. We didn't advance the relationships with our partners we didn't advance the relationship and we didn't establish relationships between our partners and our volunteers. You know, and, and I'll say that is that we've got a great relationship with all of our partners and the fact that we get all of them in one spot, we get conversations going, we get to tell stories and we get to challenge each other, you know, and then our state chapters will meet their technical committee representatives you know, they will, you know, be talking about stuff and sharing. That's where the work gets done is when you can have those relationships and you build the trust. It is, uh, it's the, it's church and it's good church and it's good for all of us to be in one place and, and bring that excitement home wherever home is for you. And, um, you know, it's, it's repetitive at this point. This is part two of a, a two part series and, um, you know, this, this is going to release on, uh, on Thursday and a week from that Thursday, we're already going to be in the thick of it. You know, it's, yeah. you are going to have had, uh, your morning sessions. People are going to be fired up from, from some welcome, uh, events in, in the, uh, the pub crawl and the welcome dinner and just all, all sorts of great stuff. And, and there's still going to be another two days to be had, which is incredible. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, convention's fun. It's tiring, uh, but it, it, you come home recharged, even as tired as you are. Oh, yeah. You know, from our staff. And, you know, it's um, it's really exciting, you know, and, and it's going to be a, man, this one's, this one's going to be the one to go to. If you've never been to one, this will be the one to go to because it's going to be high energy. Hi, I just took it out of my mouth. High energy for, for sure. A lot of pent up uh, good spirit and energy, and it's all going to come out at once yeah. in a very positive way. It will, you know, and, and I would just encourage everybody that's in Nashville to, you know, at the convention or those that are listening is to follow back up, you know, and, and to try to soak up as much information as you can. You know, and, uh, you know, partake in this stuff. Some of it is really technical information. Some of it's, you know, but, man, go in, ask the questions. The, the, the practitioners and the biologists and stuff that are doing this work, man, it, it, to have this venue is what they're drawn to. And our volunteers make that venue. Yeah, 100%. That's That couldn't be better stated. Um, I'm, low, I'm noticing I'm distracted by the the box in the background there. I just feel like this is my first look at the, uh, the new uh, transfer boxes with the, the new branding yeah. on it. It looks fantastic. Everyone likes, everyone likes seeing those cardboard boxes. Yeah. We have shipped uh, approximately about 50 birds from Maine to Texas this year. Yeah. Um, there's still some effort still going on. So we, have, uh, it's pretty cool. So, you know, we get up there, we work with Maine, they craft the bird, we get them on an airplane, we ship them, down to Texas, they do all the vet check, make sure the birds are healthy. Then they put them out on the ground, yeah. you know, and so we, we help with the box coordination we help with organizing the flights and, uh, you know, and then we actually hold those, you know, we, we help administer those projects and stuff. So it, it's fun, but yeah, it was nice to be able to put the new logo on there. It looked pretty cool. Uh, had a nice new box and, uh, man, it's, a uh, we ship out, you know, we, we produce about 1,500 of those a year. And then those kind of go out across the country to, to yeah. support state agencies and their trapping efforts or research projects. We've got three or four research projects going on right now that have had these boxes shipped to them and that they're using to, to move birds and trap birds and, you know, safely handle them. That's awesome. It's been a pleasure and a whole lot of fun to see uh, those release videos down there pop up on Facebook and Instagram. They've done a good job uh, documenting yeah. some of those releases. And it's, you know, that's if the timing couldn't be better because you see that and, and, you know, you're weeks away from uh, convention at that time. So, I mean, what's more exciting than seeing turkeys fly out of cardboard boxes and, you know, leading into spring and ultimately, you know, our our, our time to shine springtime. So it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's exciting. We've got a lot of technical committee members that are trapping this 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 you know in the next couple of weeks it may not be in nashville because they're trying to get their quota for their like band on research in but you know that's a that's that's great i'm I'm, pr I'm proud to be a part of that in a small way and for our chapters to be supportive of that and that research and moving birds and all that stuff is i mean that's who we are yeah any uh any one particular event or part of convention that that lights your fire that you're looking forward to? You know, it's always, to me, it's always fun when you walk into that convention kickoff, you know, to the excitement in the room, you're seeing people for the first time. That one's always pretty fun mm -hmm. uh, for my years that I've been to convention, but the other ones are, are the, <laughs> this week or this year, it's going to be on a Friday when we've got the save the habitat, save the hunt breakfast, where we can recognize all the efforts of our partners and volunteers with awards 
we have the awards luncheon on Friday afternoon for the conservation partners where we can, again, recognize all the hard work. And then th that kind of culminates in the Friday award center. So being able to recognize our partners and our volunteers for their hard work is pretty fun. And uh, it's managed all deserving which we can you know even recognize more but yeah um, but the kickoff party to me is always pretty grandiose and just man it's just an awesome awesome experience and then again being able to to see the joy that you know that people and the pride that they have in the work and then be able to recognize them for that part huge that part. yep it, it definitely is and it was always a and still is you know, a great joy to, you know, especially when, when they're your local volunteers and you, you have those really tight relationships or they're, you know, local family and you see them up there getting recognized. It's uh it's awesome stuff. And it and definitely gets you fired up. Um, yeah. Man, we're, we're days away. Like I said, so uh, Mark, I appreciate you carving out some time. Mark Hatfield, National Director of Conservation Services, uh, joining us here. And the next time, like I say, we all see each other. We're going to be there. We'll be in Nashville. Yeah. It's happening. We will be in Nashville. And Fred, I appreciate the chance. And again, hope to see everybody in Nashville. It's going to be a blast. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some stories told. No doubt. Always. Appreciate you, sir. And we'll see you down there. Safe travels. All right. Thanks. You bet. Jason Burkhalter, Chief Information Officer of the National Turkey Federation. Jason, how are you, sir? Great, man. How about yourself? Gearing up. We're all excited. This is a uh, part two, uh, part uh, two part series for the podcast. As uh, as like I said earlier with uh, Sean Roberts, when this drops, we are we're in the midst of it. It'll be Thursday. Um, and people are going to be flocking, no pun intended, or maybe so yeah. uh, to Nashville. Are you excited? Absolutely, man. We are six days away. The countdown has begun. Um, last minute preparation is, you know, we're dotting the I's, crossing the T's. So Yeah, it's a, it's a, I won't say a mad scramble to the finish line because it truly it's not finished until the 20th, right? Because we got to actually go through it. But I know on the planning end, um, you, you would think at this point, like, the breadth of it, you know, the 90% is like, it's behind us. We just got to get there. But no, I mean, there's so much that goes into this and, you know, we're not going to tune any horns here, but I think people realize the undertaking that is, that is at hand here to pull something off this big. Uh, and we can get into it here later uh, going into the 50th is it's no small feat. This is an incredible amount of work and, and dedication from all sides of the organization uh, down to the local level volunteer that, you know, is just as excited as us to get in in yeah. Nashville. Yeah, it is a tremendous undertaking, and, it, and really, there's no better opportunity to just see the display of passion by not just staff, but by volunteers. And one of the really cool things about convention this year is we're actually involving volunteers yeah. in the production of some of the events, um, some of the auctions, some of the raffles within the auctions. So it's it, it's going to be one hell of a reunion. Yeah. Um, you know, we always refer to it as, you know, the, the big family reunion, but man, this is like the grand reunion because we've been apart for two years. Right. So that's got everybody jazzed up and you know, I, without a doubt, something will go wrong. Um, <laughs> but people are going to be so excited to be there and yeah. they won't even notice. And, you know, staff does a fantastic job along with, with all those folks that, that, that help during convention, whether they be a, a volunteer, then WTF or one of our vendors, they do a fantastic job just ironing out the wrinkles on the fly. Um, you know, if we could figure out a way to harness the, all of that energy yeah. year round, 
um, and really empower people year round to make decisions on the fly as they do on convention, man, we really, really have bottled magic. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, and inevitably the, the cliche adapt and overcome definitely comes into play uh, with this particular event. But, you know, what's remarkable is a lot of it goes unnoticed and that speaks to the professionalism of everyone involved. It's like, OK, let's just let's just get this done like we do on banquet day in our local, you know, in our backyard or, you know, at some Jake or Weedo event. And let's, let's just get it done. And people rally together and, and we we lift everyone up and then boom, it happens. And you know, next thing you know, it's the next day you're getting up for more, more fun. Yep. You know, it is an intense seven or eight days, right? I mean, yeah, the convention itself, it takes place over really three and a half, four days, but it, it boots will be on the ground this Saturday in Nashville. Right. And you know, we won't leave until the following Monday. Um, so it's an intense seven or eight days. But man, he goes by so fast. And, and once it's over and you look back and you just have such a sense of accomplishment, it, it's incredibly rewarding. I think from the moment you walk in and you, and you get to the check in line, you're sitting there waiting in line with other other members and you start catching up with people or you see, see people coming in from the, you know, the drop off. And even down to, you know, the folks checking you in wearing camo caps with the NWTF logo gear. And it's like you get this feeling like. This is our spot. This is our place. Oh, man. And, and this year, it really is all of ours. I don't yeah. think there's one bed left for anybody else but NWTF members. We, we've got every stitch and corner of the Gaylord Opry land. Yeah, it is 100% sold out. You know, they'll have full occupancy. And I don't remember that happening. I've been here almost eight years. So this will be my eighth convention. And I do not remember a single convention where we, we sold out the hotel completely. That's uh, and I, I, I don't want to overstate it, but I believe that was record time too, because that has been the status for for quite a little bit of time here on the calendar. No yeah. room at the end, and I would say at this point, when you're hearing this, uh, if you don't have accommodations, you, you might be in, you might be sleeping in your rental, your Uber, because I don't know if anything around the 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 area is gonna be available to you. Now we've got a couple of overflow hotels, but they're filling up fast. Yeah. Now we have three over overflow hotels on standby and they, they've been taking reservations since Christmas. Yeah. You got to get on it. And I, I, I can procrastinate certain points in my life. I would say now you are, you are in the end game. There is no more time to wait. So get on the That's horn right. as you're hearing this and find a holiday in a red roof for somebody. If, uh, if our overflows aren't available, they're, you know, get on it quick. Uh, yeah, Jason, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, not only that, registration's closed, right? Yeah, for our ticketed events. Closed. You, you can't do it online. You're going to have to show up. So if you want to come or if you want to be there, you've got to show up in person during the convention, get your tickets. You know, and if you're already a member, that's, a, you know, at least yeah. coming in, that's that's a that's a perk to your your membership. So if you are local, uh, you know, stay in the line. We'll we'll expedite it because a lot of people have already registered. Uh, so yeah. it won't be terrible waits. Uh, the overarching theme and that keeps coming up in these conversations. So uh, last podcast, we had some folks on. Uh, we're having a few folks on this week and everyone keeps coming to it. And it's this the end of I'm not going to say the end of COVID, but it certainly feels that way. We are in person. And that's what every guest has said is they just cannot wait to see everybody. And I I don't know, officially or unofficially, is that the overarching theme of this year's convention? It's just family reunion. Like, it's always family reunion. We always say that, but like, it really feels like it's got a different 
take on it this year? You know, I keep referring to it as the grand reunion, hmm. right? I mean, because you're right. Every year, it that's what we refer to it as. It's our family reunion because it truly feels that way. And you can ask anybody, you know, folks that attend other shows, and they'll tell you there's just something special, right? There's something magical about our event that it truly feels like a family and that that's what makes it unique but yeah you're right fred i mean i don't think there's any getting around it we've talked about this being a pep rally for the 50th anniversary or a springboard towards the 50th and you'll see some of that underlying themes and tones there's no getting around it man this is the grand reunion yeah it's uh it's important for the organization but i think as a community the the actual getting together in in mass is important for us to take that next step in, in society. I know, yeah. again, again, not overstating things, but like for all of us to, to physically be and, and, and hold captive this, this spot in the earth for as long as we are and, and with glee and the energy that we're going to do it in. And that's already building, you know, it's, it's, it is so necessary to come out of this, this, prolonged period of I want to forget you know honestly there's been silver linings I mean especially in the hunting space and what we've seen for recruitment uh, of, of new hunters and things of like that and I'm not going to downplay any of that because that's all important but you know for for the soul for humanity's sake man getting together like this and and, and toasting and clinking yeah. some glasses and elbows or you know, daps whatever the hell you're doing um, this is important as human beings to be together Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're communal creatures. We thrive on relationships and, you know, you know, here we are on a zoom call and I don't know about you, but I've done, I've done enough zoom over the last two years to, <laughs> yeah. to last me a lifetime. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to get ready to shake some hands and give some hugs. No doubt. I will tell you, it was funny. It makes me think of this. When I was deployed overseas in, in the early 2000s, part of uh, Afghanistan and Operation Enduring Freedom, like this technology was very new. So we had this capability and it was the most far out thing. And, yes. you know, it would buffer and things would freeze and it would get pixelated, but <clears throat> you, you adapt and overcome. And now I just, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, a spoil a of tool. riches. What's that? You know, it's, been a, it's been a great tool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Sure was timely right yeah yep because we went from zero to 60 we went no from face to face to now what do we do and it was a heck of a tool that provided that that bridge but and it, we, we still use it today but there's no replacing that direct one-on-one or, or group interaction yeah no and there's a it's almost a sixth sense you know i i think about you know going to the welcome party or being in the delta at convention and then it's just this silent energy you feel it yeah. fill the room you know and then your hair stands on in and then it, it just things start happening and you, and you can't really articulate it as much as i'm trying to without yeah. being in that space and the lights are dim and the production team's in the back and things are up on the on the big screen and then you know the ceo becky humphreys gets up there and she starts to speak or some other keynote speakers will start to speak and then man, you feel it well up inside and you're like, yes, let's, let's hammer down. Let's, let's go. You know, and that's truly that passion, right? That, that, man, I, I don't even know how to put it into words, honestly, but that, that's it. It's just that passion that wells up inside of us and keeps us going. Yeah. You know, when that first call to attention video hits in the Delta ballroom, that's, I don't know about you, but that's what gets me right then. It's like, it's game time. Yeah. Let's go. It's on. Yeah, let's go. We say that all the time here on this program. Let's go. And that's we are at the let's go point of, of all of this. Um, 
Lots going on. Sean Roberts and I talked about it earlier in the program as it pertained to fundraising opportunities, some of the raffles. But, you know, aside from that, we got a whole list of seminars, some great interactions there. Phil Farrar and I talked about that last week. Yeah. You know, uh, is there anything that like I've asked every guest in these two in this two part? Is there anything specifically you're looking forward to yourself besides, you know, being with the family, any one event? Or is it just is it just so much and it's just keeping your head on a, a straight and on a swivel and just kind of <laughs> focus? You know, I'm anxious this year. Usually I'm built up with anticipation and, and don't get me wrong. I can't wait to get there, but I'm anxious Yeah, because, you know, it's been a couple of years since we pulled this off. I have no, no doubt that we'll be able to, uh, but there's just something right. There's a nervousness about it this year. Um, but beyond that, what I'm looking forward to, I mean, we've got some new events this year. You know, we've got the pub crawl yeah. right there in the hotel and it's going to give you that ability, right. To, to bump elbows or, or whatever, and to have those conversations face to face that we haven't had, you know, so I'm really looking forward to that event. Um, my whole family will be there with me this year. Oh, great. First time I've ever got to bring my boys. Uh, they're going to be over the moon. So I can't wait to see their faces and uh, all in all, man, I'm just, the, the, the new stuff, having the family with me, seeing people, uh, I just can't wait. It uh, it offers something for uh, membership of all ages. So I think it's apropos to bring yeah. up the kids and, you know, there's just going to be so much for them, for for families uh, in totality, you know, just to make it a family event. And a lot, a lot of folks do. Right. It's not just yeah. a bunch of freewheeling turkey hunters. Right. It's yeah. it's it's a family affair and it's geared towards that. The content is such it's very, you know, um, maybe a little after hours gets PG-13, but for the most part, it's G to PG yeah. and and we're and we're all very cognizant of that and, and and focus the event around that. So you can you can bring the kids, grandma and great grandma. And, you know, it's I, we haven't run in the numbers or anything, but I would venture to guess there's more youth there present during this event than any other NWTF event you're going to go to. Um, and that really just adds to the energy in that family. Mm. So. Well, I, I always see the kids inevitably. I don't know if it's just a little kid curiosity, but somehow, some way they all migrate to calls wherever they're at. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they just beat the hell out of them, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. I, I, I certainly enjoy the, the kids energy and picking up a box call or, you know, trying to learn new call techniques. Because um, it reminds me of my kids. It reminds me when I was starting out and I was like, that right there, like you said, if you could harness that year round and yeah. magic in a bottle and put that in every locale where we're at and every backyard, um, you'd change the world, our world in a bigger way than we already do. Right. You know, you're, you're kind of getting at it there. And, and I was at it earlier, but the energy that we create at convention and then carry that forward into the banquet season and then into Turkey season, which, you know, a lot of that overlaps. Mm hmm. But if we could figure out a way to keep that going year round, you know, what's banquet season, 80% of banquet season happens in the spring currently. And what's that flushes through and turkey season winds down. There's kind of a lull, right? Mm -hmm. Of the summer months. But man, if we could figure out a way just to keep that momentum 24, seven, 365. Sky's the limit, bud. It'd be, it'd be unstoppable. It'd be a monster really kind of, I don't know if you could put that genie back in a bottle or if you even want to, right. Um, yeah. I've always, you know, when I was part of the field staff and I was RD in New England, 
I always told the volunteers, you know, we have we had the ability to to cover costs by way of, you know, local funds there. And, you know, not everyone could take advantage of it, but they worked it out and, you know, always told them if you could cycle through and at least get your state leadership to see it once. Again, not overstating things or, or being bumper sticker slogan here, but it is life changing. It gives you a new perspective because it's not you're not operating in a, in a regional silo. You see you see that energy across the entirety of the, the country, not just the organization. And, and in spots where it's challenged right right now, as far as turkey conservation goes, turkey recruitment, hunter recruitment, um, that energy transcends all those political boundaries. And, and once you are in that and you feel that sixth sense, yeah. man, I would see it every year. They'd come home and they were like, I talked to this person. I talked to that person. I went to this seminar and I got new ideas and I want to yeah. implement them. Like, Oh, you're overwhelming me. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and sit. <laughs> let's, let's write this down. But yeah, I mean that, that energy, it was lightning in a bottle. And, you know, I, I, I would dare say if memory serves me, every one of those folks that, that attended came back and they had the most successful events they ever had. They also came back with a breadth of knowledge and the new tools for their, their NWTF2 box. And then they started inspiring local people and they were able to share that energy. You wish everyone could get down there. You wish you could, you know, make it pay their way. Some people are closer. So it's, you know, especially Nashville proper, even within six hours, it's, it's nice to get to uh, folks in the different corners of the country. It's, it can be a challenge. But if you can get there, uh, like like Jason said, it's it's important to see it at least once. Um, you start talking about it, the springboard for the 50th, you know, what are what can we look forward to? What can people start, you know, little Easter eggs being planted about and, you know, that groundswell? I mean, this is a huge year for us. So you're, you're talking about taking this energy mm -hmm. into your banquet season, but it's going to go well past that because we are right. building building to the stars number. are aligning right yeah, yeah, yeah the stars are aligning we haven't been together a couple of years we keep saying that so the energy at convention this year it's going to be even greater than it typically is yeah then you carry that through the banquet season but then we are on the hills of our 50th anniversary and how exciting is that you know we get the opportunity to celebrate the past but to really solidify the future of this organization and if that doesn't get you excited buddy you're in the wrong place. Um, but we're going to talk about some opportunities around the 50th uh, in the Friday morning rendezvous. There's, there's going to be a section in the state chapter president's business meeting on Thursday afternoon. And the ideas are already flowing. Um, so I'm looking forward to some of the things that are going to be announced. Uh, big news on, on Friday morning. So it, it, if you can make it to the Delta ballroom for the Friday morning rendezvous session, um, you're going to hear some exciting things. Anything we can tease or just leave it yeah, that it's exciting. I don't want to tip my hand too much there. <laughs> just make sure you're in the room. This is Turkey call all access. So I got to see if I can move a, a curtain here or there. I follow through on my promises of the audience. If he's saying it folks, uh, it's, it's not conjecture. He doesn't speak in, in hyperboles now, as long as I've known him. And, uh, if he's telling you it's worthwhile, you better be there early, get your spot in line and, and make sure you're available for, uh, sounds like breaking news. I like, I couldn't tell tell you but we're all going to learn together that's right um you know, some other other things we got going on this spring and we're going to use convention as a springboard for is to help the yelp campaign yeah right you touched on populations declining in turkeys and that's that's no news right we, we've known that and we're actively doing research 
partnering with other organizations and entities to do research, to figure out what's going on, what, what's impacting population decline. And the whole Help the Yelp campaign centers around that, right? We're raising money to fund research, but we're also raising membership, right? Our membership levels were impacted with COVID. Most of our members come to us by way of our banquets. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get together, so membership numbers decline. And we've got to pump them back up, man. It, it, it takes all those thir- the power of those $35 all coming together mm-hmm. to make this thing click, right? So help the Yelp. You're going to see it plastered everywhere. Get behind the campaign. I think you can text 44321, text Yelp to 44321, and you make a donation right there on your phone. It's handy. And I can tell you the people that worked on that particular project, just, I think they'd hit a home run with it. Very handy. It's very nice to see uh modern, modern niceties, you know, in the palm of your hand for something like that. And that's huge. Uh, being able to do that literally at a fingertip and, and under 10 seconds. And then like Jason just said, and then we've alluded to it, power 35, man, it's just, <laughs> you're going to see and hear things about your $35 and how strong it is and, and why it's more important than a magazine and a, and, a, and a decal and how your $35 is used over the, the, the entirety of the, the convention and, and, and well into our celebration of the 50th because, um, you know, you've heard me talk about it here and then we're going to continue to talk about it. It's, it is so important and beyond just, you know, feeling good in that moment, when we start talking about those match dollars and how your $35 is leveled against other uh, uh, partnerships and, and incentives, I'm telling you, your your minds are going to be blown and you're going to kind of sit and wonder and wish like I have. I wish I had known this before better. And why couldn't I, I wish I had done more? Mm-hmm. Because when you realize how, how strong your dollar is taken, um, holy smokes. It's uh, it's pretty mind blowing. It, it really is. I mean, that's I'm trying to avoid saying that because it's easy, but it yeah. really is because it's we don't we don't really hear this at the local level. You, you hear about it here and there, but to see the see the actual numbers and and what that looks like in a grand scale is there. There's no way to describe it other than just experiencing it for yourself and actually seeing it and then. Yeah. You have a part of that. And when yeah. Jason talks about our membership and help the Yelp, like building those memberships up is, you know, that's why it's so important and, and, and beyond. This is going to be a hell of a springboard for that. I'm excited to learn along with our volunteers and people are going to be there, uh, what we get to look forward to. And um, and then just the hard charge to to number 50. Any. uh Any other insight or any anything else you want to share while we have the time? You know, well, we talked about the $35 and leveraging it and, you know, the money behind it's extremely important, right? But the membership levels and why we care so much about the number of members we have is because it gives us a greater voice. Exactly right. Right. I mean, it gives us a greater voice at the state and the national level and policy work. So, guys, it's it's just I can't overemphasize it. That's why we're, we're, we're pushing this. It's not just about the money. You know, I heard this once said by, by someone who was with the organization a long time and they were stepping away and, and retiring. And they said, I came for the mission. I stayed for the people. That so right. I think that crystallizes the organization as a whole. And convention is just that display, right? You're there for the mission, but the people are what keep you. 110%. Like, 
And I, again, I've said this <clears throat> over and over before that a fella in New Hampshire can call a fella out in Washington state. And just by virtue of, um, knowing the association with the organization, I already know something about that person and their personality and their intentions. And in large part, I know they're good people. They're good human beings. And in an instant, I'm willing to open my door to my spare bedroom. So yeah, yeah, you come on out here if I can help you. Yep. It's a unique bond. You can't, you can't say that. I can't even say that about my military experience. And I mean that that's, that is not a, that is not a lofty thing to say. Uh, it's, it's the truth. I've, I've lived it. I've experienced it. And I, and I would dare say others who are in the same position would, 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 uh, affirm that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent church. That's what it's going to be like because yeah. you are going to, you're going to have those interactions. Like he said, and you know, uh, so much, gets done after hours in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so much creativity and, and that lightning that you want to harness, it, it does happen at the watering hole. I suspect that the, yeah. uh, the pub crawl and things like that, all those creative juices are flowing, all that collaborative energy is there. And uh, p- man, you people walk away with just some really cool stuff and then they build on it from there. And um, my, 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 I'm getting goosebumps here thinking about it. So <laughs> you can't see it through the zoom, but I'm telling you they're there. Uh, we're mere days away. We're, we're on our way and uh, the trucks are packed or being packed. And um, this program is going to pack up as well. We're going to be there. So uh, parting thoughts, words, anything you want to hit on before we, we wrap it here. Look, I just can't wait to see everybody. Um, you know, we've said that probably four or five times through, through this, yeah. but man, it, it, I mean, it, it just can't wait. And take advantage of, of being in the same place with our leadership. Um, you know, that goes from the people at the state level to the national board, to our, our staff management and executive level. Uh, they are all here for you. Mm-hmm. And so many of them uh, would love to take the opportunity for a couple of minutes to shake your hand, say, thanks for all you do hear your, <clears throat> hear your thoughts and just, you know, enrich that experience. Um, no one's untouchable. Everyone's accessible. So if you run into them, make sure you say hello, introduce yourself, where you're from. And uh, just keeps adding to the fabric of our, our community. And that's exciting stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't hesitate to bump any of us. Uh, don't we want to hear what you have to say but you know one thing i do want to leave you with is just thank you it's been a long couple of years guys and you rolled up your sleeves you got us through right and we are about to blow the doors off headed into our 50th so thank you i'm excited and i can't wait to see you every time it was put out uh, volunteers and the membership answered the call yeah. Uh, often in a very big way. Um, and, and you get to celebrate all that and, and continue to build on those successes. Jason, it was a pleasure. Thanks for carving out time in your very, very busy day. Next time I see you, uh, we'll be in Nashville. All right, buddy. Appreciate Safe travels. You, you bet. Thank you one more time. Sean Roberts. Mark Hatfield, Jason Burkholter, uh, our entire staff, guys, as we, as you've heard, is just put a lot of energy, emotion, and love into this event, uh, as much as you know our volunteers do. And I just, uh, I'm very appreciative of even uh, you know 20 to 30 minutes is a lot of precious time uh, this time of year. And I just wanted to thank them uh, one more time for for carving it out. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this two part series. I hope. 
the information has been relevant to you. Uh, if you're a veteran of, of going to convention, if you've been there a time or two, I uh, hope some of these tips, techniques, items helps you out. If you're new, I uh, hope you find this valuable and you're able to, uh, you know, add to your your plans because of this this show. I I did want to go over, you know, we talked about some some hacks, positive hacks uh, for convention. Uh, as you've heard, you know, this is this is a multi day, high energy, like nonstop entertainment there's so much going on as you've heard and uh you know there's you gotta you gotta take care of yourself the opry land hotel is humongous if you've never been there it is a you know it's a city within a city so you heard me joke about downloading onyx or hunt stand i mean that you know drop a pin you won't get elevation in so far as you know what floor you're on but if you're on one end of of this place and you need to get to the other end and you know, they I think they they used to provide maps. Maybe they still will. But um, one of those two maps can get you pretty dang close to where you where you are. And then, heck, while you're doing it, you can drop uh, waypoints at the water and hole. You can get yourself over to the pub district for the pub crawl. All sorts of stuff there. Uh you know, it's, it's, it sounds funny, but there is uh it's applicable to this. It's, you're going to find out pretty quick at just the, the monster that this is a uh, good pair of shoes. Um, I know uh, typical industry sports shows and in conventions, everyone likes to sport their square toed boots and God love you. But if you're on your feet for, for more than four hours and, and many of you will be, uh, you're going to want something a little bit more forgiving. Uh, I, I like a good pair of cross trainers. I wear my Hoka's and, uh, some, some vans that are pretty comfortable, but you know, obviously when we got to dress it up at night, so we'll have a little bit more formal wear, but as you're cruising the show floor, it's a concrete floor. So, you know, be nice to your feet and your joints. You're going to, you're going to be on them for a while. So take care of your feet and hydrate too, guys. I mean, drink water is plenty, plenty to drink. There's, there's, uh, uh, there's concessions There's there's, there's restaurants. I mean, there, you can, you can have plenty of adult beverages if you like, but do stay hydrated. Take care of yourself. You don't want to uh, you don't want to get down and out. Um, I understand that we're going to have a truckload of hand sanitizer, like literally uh, an entire truck full of hand sanitizer. So there's going to be plenty of PPE on the on the floor, too, guys. So if you want to wash up, clean up, uh, that's going to be available to you, I think, right before the show floor. Um, bring an extra bag. You're going to go home with treasures. You folks participating in the auctions uh, as you're cruising the show floor uh, and you find more treasures, you know, more new of the year gear for your turkey vest and more calls. I'm telling you, bring a bring an empty bag uh, and plan on checking a bag. If you're flying, if you're driving, it's all good. It'd just be a good way to square yourself away as far as packing your, your rig up when you're driving home. But for you, for those of you like myself that are flying in, always a good idea to bring an extra bag. So you're not cramming all that stuff into one bag and popping your zippers and letting TSA, you know, really make a mess <laughs> of what you got going on. So an extra bag. Um, and then, uh, well, I think the last thing I, you know, from from what I've learned is is bring some sort of powering up device. Uh, I think you'll you'll definitely see people randomly plugged into the walls uh, down there. But uh, if you got one of those external battery packs or something like that, definitely a, a good hack. Throw that in your backpack or your fanny pack or your pocket. If you got a flat one, bring a extra charging cord. And uh, that way you'll be able to take all the pictures and videos and document your experience. You can tag us in that. 
that and highly encourage that hashtag NWTF show S H O W. Um, let us, you know, ex- share the experience with you. We'd love to see that and, and engage socially as well. So you can, you can engage those hashtags on all the platforms and, um, you know, let us see what you're doing. Um, that's it. Well, like I said, we're, we're, we're days and hours away. So safe travels, everybody. We definitely are looking forward to seeing all of our friends and family uh, for the first time in a long time. And uh, this, you know, like it's been said over these last two episodes, it's gonna, the energy is gonna be in the entirety of that space. And I don't think you're going to be able to walk one spot without feeling the excitement of this year's uh, NWTS convention and sports show. And then even more so as we, we launch into our 50th golden anniversary. So plenty to look forward to again, safe travels, stay healthy, uh, take care of yourself when you're, when you're in Nashville, uh, so you can enjoy the entirety of it and then get back home and take all of this energy and all of this excitement and, and just bring it to your friends and family in your areas and then just let it spread like wildfire because, uh, like, like you heard Jason said, that's, that's what gets this done. That's what makes us special. And, uh, you guys do that. You guys bring that energy. So with that one more time, safe travels, be good to each other out there, guys. We will see you all next week nashville see ya turkey hunters find everything you need to succeed at sportsmansguide.com from decoys and calls to apparel boots and blinds plus sportsman's guide has much more than just hunting gear from fishing camping and adventure to family barbecues and backyard bonfires for everything you love about the great outdoors you'll find it all at sportsman's guide Shop sportsmansguide.com today. Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. Nomad is proud to be a supporting sponsor of the National Wild Turkey Federation and their podcast hosted by my longtime buddy, Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.